The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to an all new episode. It's me. It's Katie, your host, of course. (laughs) How you doing? You made it through the week. Congratulations. You deserve a drink or two. (laughs) But it's just me today. So you're welcome. But do you know what I found out? I found out that next week is fall, which is exciting. It's very exciting, but it's also kind of depressing because it's hot in LA. It is way too hot. And I want it to be about 20 degrees cooler. I would like some clouds in the sky. I would like some overcast. I want it to be moody, but it's not. More on that in a second. I don't know if y'all watched the VMAs last night. I I'm, I didn't. I caught some snippets on, you know, Instagram and whatnot of the red carpet. I wanted to see everyone's looks. And wow, I was not disappointed. I feel like the VMAs is one of those award shows where it could go either way. It could disappoint or not. But I feel like, I feel like everyone kind of like turned it out last night. Megan Fox looked like... Oh my God, she looks so good. I mean, I I feel like that's one of those looks that is going to be polarizing. People are either going to love it or hate it, but you cannot deny she looks incredible. Like I was a little confused when she was speaking about her boyfriend, Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) Did anyone catch that? Because she was calling him daddy. She said, daddy said you're going to be naked. So I'm just naked. And then also in the same breath said, he's a talented boy. Don't know what that's about, but all right, girl, put it on mute. She looks good. (laughs) I'm not reducing her, but she looked really, really good. And then 10 seconds later, he gets into like an altercation with Conor McGregor. Supposedly he pushed him first, but then Conor McGregor threw a drink at him. I don't know. Like what in the back alley of sir is happening on the red carpet. How? Why? I mean, it's just, apparently you don't have to be on reality TV to throw drinks at people. So I would like everyone to sit down when they call us trash pandas for throwing drinks on people, because apparently you can be a millionaire and all of that and still do that shit. So whatever. Um, so that happened. And then later on, Courtney and Megan introduced Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly as their future baby daddies before they performed. So that also happened. But Normani performed. I watched her performance and she is amazing. She's so amazing. She's such a performer. I love her so much. Major girl crush on that one. I love her. So I didn't watch it, but I watched some highlights. I basically watched what I wanted to watch. I know Madonna came out. Love Madonna. And I think Cindy Lauper as well. So it was like a weird mix of like people I'd never heard of. 
and then people who <laughs> have been like around, but like out of the business for, I don't know. It's wild. MTV's wild. Alvaro Levine was there. It was kind of a, a bit of a shit show in a lot of ways, but you know what? Gotta love it. I guess that's MTV for you. But anyways, back to the fact that it's fall, but it's not fall, but it is fall, but it's almost fall. I, I love fall, but I feel like I'm like a bad fall basic bitch. Like I'm an oxymoron of a fall basic bitch. Cause it's like, I love fall. I get like into fall, like big time into fall, but I'm not like the quintessential fall basic bitch. If you know what I mean? Like I don't do the spice latte pumpkin patch kind of thing, but I do like everything else. I don't like haunted houses. I, but I like like spooky shit. I like scary shit, but I don't like haunted houses. You won't catch me at no Halloween Horror Nights because I went one time and just walking into that place was enough. I like sat in like a faraway corner while all my friends went through the mazes. That was me. I ate a churro as far away from all the action as possible because it was traumatizing. But I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like haunted houses. I like actual haunted things but not like haunted mazes. I don't like things that jump out at me. When I watch scary movies, I cover my eyeballs because I don't like when things pop out at me. I don't like when things are purposely trying to scare me, but I still will like watch a scary movie if that makes any sense at all. But I still like want to like embrace all of the things that are like Halloween and fall and scary. And it's frustrating because we're in LA and it's like normally this time of year, I'm from... Park City, Utah, where this is when the air gets crisp and the leaves change and it just feels like fall and it's amazing and you want to put on your sweater and your boots. And I can't because it's 85 degrees outside. It feels so unfair. I feel so robbed. But that's when I just crank up <laughs> air conditioning and I light all of my candles and I watch, you know, Practical Magic or The Craft. I mean, I do that all year round, but I'll just do it even more like on repeat every single day. I'll decorate. I love to decorate my house and the lawn. I asked Tom if it was too soon to decorate outside. He said, yes. And I found some really scary decorations, but it might be too much for the kids that pass by. There was like this giant, like 10 foot grim reaper type that's holding a child. <laughs> upside down and the noise and the child screaming. He said that might be too much for the neighbors, which is a disappointment. But anyways, I digress. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm kind of just this like oxymoron of basic patch. Like I don't do the, the pumpkin patch thing, but I'll do the pumpkin candle. I'll do apple cider. I love a mold wine. I'll make some of that, but I won't do pumpkin spice lattes because they're too sweet and they'll give me stomachache. They'll give me gas. <laughs> so I can't do that. I don't go apple picking. I don't wear scarves and hats and I can't wear boots because it's too sweaty outside. Like we don't get fall weather until it's winter. <laughs> it sucks. But I am that bitch during the winter time. But what I am really excited to talk to you about is a new obsession of mine. It's called Obey Fitness. And if you listen to my podcast 
last week, I had on Spencer Jones and he is this amazing, fantastic instructor with Obey Fitness. He teaches dance cardio, which is so much fun. And if you don't know what Obey Fitness is, it is a premium digital fitness platform where you can take live classes or they have endless amounts of on-demand classes from like yoga, Pilates, sculpt, hit, I mean, 15 different types of classes for whatever mood you're in, for every level of fitness possible. I mean, really there's endless amounts of options and variety to choose from. And you're even going to have like people like Dorinda Medley from Housewives of New York come in and teach her aerobics class, which like, do you die? Cause I die. I die for that. And it's only $27 a month or less if you sign up for a quarterly or an annual subscription. So like, I mean, why not? Let's less than a gym uh, subscription. If you ask me or a membership, whatever you want to call it, I forget what it's called. I don't go to a gym no more, but it's really amazing because Obey, you can do it at home. You can even do it at the gym. If you like that, you can do it on vacation. It goes wherever you go. You just pop open your computer or you can do it on your phone, put it on your TV. They have classes from like 10 minutes to 60 minutes. So if you have a really busy schedule, you can fit in the class no matter what. So if you are trying to be consistent with working out, it just fits in so easily with your schedule, which I really, really like. And I'm really loving, like I said, the dance cardio classes because, oh my God, they're so much fun. They make you sweat. You forget that you're working out because you're just literally just dancing. I love it so, so, so much. So to join in the fun that I'm having as well, Obey Fitness is offering my listeners an exclusive one month free trial. So visit obeyfitness.com. That's O-B-E fitness.com and use the code love me. So I decided I was going to do a little Q and A because I like, I like being able to just talk directly to you. Like we're having a conversation except we're not, but I want to just be able to answer some questions. So (laughs) these questions are in no particular order. So I might jump around a little bit in the fall theme of things. Someone had asked about what my favorite Salem spot was in Salem, Massachusetts. And it has to be Housewitch. Are you kidding? Without a doubt. I had on Erica, who's the owner, and her wife, Melissa, last Halloween. They were my Halloween episode. And oh my God, they're so amazing. Housewitch is this shop in Salem. And it is it's such a magical place. They have potions and crystals and candles and all this incredible stuff for your home, books and tarot decks. And it is just so much incredible things. Like I could spend (laughs) so much money there. If you ever visit Salem, you have to have to go there. It's so much fun to walk around Salem. You can go to a wand shop if you want. (laughs) It's really, really cool. Um, There's also all the, you know, landmarks from, you know, Hocus Pocus that you can go check out. It's really special place. And also someone's asking about scary movies. Of course, the Conjuring movies scared the hell out of me. Train to Busan is a South Korean zombie movie that will give you anxiety the whole way through. You'll have to check that one out. Blair Witch Project, that movie scared the living hell out of me. The Exorcist, of course, and The Shining are classics. Can't go wrong there. I love those movies. And then I, of course, I just, I love watching 
course, Hocus Pocus and Scream is always fun. I know what you did last summer. The Craft. I love watching those movies around this time. The Saw movies are great too. Moving along. So this question, first of all, shout out to Teresa for asking this because thank you. She wants to know my tips for creating a unique style. So thank you for calling my style unique. Some people just say I have no style or that I dress terribly, but I disagree with all of them. And I agree with you, Teresa. My style is unique. I love people that have personal style and unique style. I say you always want to dress for your mood, for expressing what you're feeling. So when I put something on, it's how I want to feel in it. Not necessarily how it's going to look, which some people would disagree with. I don't really care. So depending on how I'm feeling, not like, oh, today I feel bloated, but like today I'm feeling sexier. Today I'm feeling like in a cool mood or today I'm feeling like funky. I don't know. Whatever I'm feeling like mood wise, whatever I kind of want to emote through my style is what I'm going to wear. It's more important like how I feel in it, how if it it matches like the mood I'm in is what I'm going to wear. That to me is the most important thing in your style. So it might not be what's, you know, trendy or what's cool or what, you know, whatever that is. It's about how you feel in it. If it's going to give you that sort of like pep in your step, you know, it's going to give you that confidence boost. That's what's most important to me personally, because if you're not feeling comfortable in it, if you're wearing something for someone else, that's never going to work. You always have to dress for yourself first. That's what I always go with. So there you go, Teresa. Thank you. This next question, do you ever feel left out of conversations with all your friends who have kids? I mean, yeah, like how could I not? It's it's like the same with conversations about, you know, sports you have no idea about or, you know, sports teams you have no idea about or just a job that you've never worked at, a movie you've never seen. I mean, yeah, I feel like my friends at this point, they're, you know, a little more conscious of that. <laughs> And they have like a mom group chat where they talk about all those things. But you know what? Also at this time, like there's ways for me to be a part of that conversation. I mean, when they're talking about breastfeeding or pumping, it gets a little bit <laughs> exhausting because it's like, all right, can we move on? But it's also fun to to hear them talk about like what the new newest thing that's going on with whoever it may be at the moment. It's been fun to see the babies growing up and their personalities coming out. So I don't always feel so left out, but you know, I think we have so much to talk about other than that. And they're often wanting to talk about other things as well. But yeah, sometimes the conversation does get a little bit like, all right, (laughs) this doesn't involve me. Uh, Someone else also asked about how my friendships have changed with them. And I mean, I was, I've had plenty of time to prepare and knew that our friendships were going to change. How could they not? Obviously our time spent together has changed. We can't just be like, Hey, want to go get lunch? Sure. Let's go ahead. I mean, I knew that was going to happen, but you know, we, we make it work. We make it work. I still get to see them often. So I'm happy about that. All right. If you could go back in time, would you still choose to be on Vanderpump Rules? Without a doubt, I would absolutely choose to do it. 
this past, like, was it 10 years almost, has been incredible. It has been life-changing. It has been the best times of my life. It has been so much fun. It's, I mean, it's been difficult at times. It's been challenging, but it has been so much fun. I wouldn't change it for the world. And someone asked, where would I be now if I wasn't doing the show? I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to say because if it had been, you know, just five years or a couple years, baby, but I mean, it's been so long. It's so hard to say. I feel like Tom and I would still be together. We would, I don't know. I probably would have found a job working in music because that's what I was trying to pursue when the show came along. I was trying to find a job working in music industry. So I'd probably have found, would have found something doing that and would have been just as happy. All right, I'm going to interrupt myself to deliver you a special message about hair care. So we know that there's not a one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. So a product that's great for somebody with curly hair is not going to work on somebody with straight hair. It's going to make their hair limp and weighed down, and we don't want that, you know. And I've had some issues with my hair. I've got some scalp issues. It's embarrassing. My scalp will flake all day. It sucks. But thanks to my personalized pros routine, my hair is thriving because pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal using natural ingredients with proven results pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements first pro starts by asking you as a person they want to know about you with their in-depth consultation pros asked me very unexpected things they wanted to know my zip code they wanted to know what i eat how often i work out like we're getting really personal here, but it was all with a greater purpose because they analyze all of my answers and determine what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. And together, pros got all my hair goals covered. So they sent me my box and all my products had my name on it, which was super cute and it looked super cute in my shower. So I got a pre-shampoo hair mask and then I got a shampoo and then a leave-in conditioner, and it all smells so good. I got the Oasis scent. I love it. And the hair mask is really, really bringing my scalp back to life, and it smells like eucalyptus. I just, I can't get enough of it. I love it. And all their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They are also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Way to go, pros. We love you for that. And if you're not 100% positive, pros is the best hair care you've had. They will take back their products, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash love me. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash love me for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. 
Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all, but then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. How do you deal with change? Ooh, (laughs) this is hard because, you know, I love change. I'm not someone who's so much of a creature of habit. I don't have like a routine that I have every day. I don't take the same routes everywhere I go. I don't, yeah, I don't do the same thing every day. So like, I like change. I like to mix things up and keep things fresh. But when there's change of things that are bigger, like in friendships or, you know, like of of more permanence, that's a little harder. Or like when your favorite restaurant closes, those things are a little harder to accept. But, you know, I think change is really, really healthy, but it can be hard because it often requires, there's like a mourning process. But I think when you're going through that, it's just, it's a constant reminder that you need to keep space and hold space for, for change to happen in your life, with people in your life. Remind yourself that it's healthy. And even though in the process, it's hard to see that you just need to, trust the process and know that the outcome is going to be for the better. If you can't keep that in the forefront, at least keep it in the back of your mind. Remind yourself of that. How do you learn to make decisions without constantly wondering if you chose wrong? Well, choosing and decisions are a little different to me because decisions are having to make up your mind with the information that's in front of you and, you know, just coming to a conclusion and figuring out consequences and making a choice. It's having an opportunity to choose. So those things are different. So making a decision and not worrying about whether I made the right decision. (laughs) Um, I always have to trust my instincts trust my intuition, trust my gut. That is the voice inside of me that I've learned to trust. It's the loudest voice. And I just have learned to trust it, honestly. And if there's something inside of you, if you're faced with a decision and that decision is saying go left or go right, and there's something, there's a voice inside you saying go right, you have to trust it. You have to trust and don't second guess it. And if you end up being right, then great. Then you've instilled that confidence in that intuition, in that voice inside of you that's just going to get better and stronger over time. And if you're wrong, then you're going to learn. I, I never say like I have regrets or mistakes. I have lessons. I say, okay, how did I go wrong? How can I learn? How can I not make that decision again. I learn a lesson. I don't worry about that. Worrying about it is not going to change it. I've already made the decision. I have to be confident in that. I have to trust myself. 
having confidence and trusting yourself is the only way to build the character. So there you go. What are some good ways to start learning to love your body? I would say the best way to start is to write a list of all the things you love about your body. Even if it's like, I love my eyes. I love my lips. I love my nose. I love my toes. I love my fingers. I love my belly button. I love my ears. I love my hair. I love my butt. I love my knees, (laughs) everything. Everything that you do love, write it down. Physically write it down. The act of writing it down does something and put it like in your bathroom mirror. So every day you're going to see it and you're going to see it in the mirror with your own reflection in front of you. And you can say it out loud. You can read it to yourself. And that's just part of like positive affirmation in yourself. You're not focusing on, I hate this about myself. You're only reading things that you love about yourself. And every time you get those intrusive negative thoughts about yourself, you dismiss them. It's going to take time. It's going to take practice, but focusing on the things that you love is the best way to start. And every time you you start thinking about the things that you don't love, look at that list of the things that you do. And then you're going to start noticing more things you love and add it to that list. And when you, when you look at this long list of things that you love about yourself, you're going to start to wonder why you don't love your body. And it's amazing. So start there. What are some positive impacts you've seen from being on reality TV? Some positive impacts I feel like I've been able to make on other people by sharing my own struggles and my own journey that I've been on with things, sharing my past with people, of things I've been through and connecting with people that way has been pretty positive. Even if it wasn't easy or if it was vulnerable or felt like I was exposing myself in ways, I think being able to share more of myself with the audience has been a positive impact on people. So yeah. Am I nervous for the premiere? Yeah, I am. (laughs) Uh, The show has been off for so long that it's like, I feel like this is season one premiere all over again. And obviously we're without a lot of the people that we've been with before. So, you know, I don't know how people are going to receive it. And I'm nervous about that. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a great season. I think it's all there. The drama, everything is all there. But, you know, I think I think people are going to be a little more critical this time around. So I'm, I'm definitely nervous about that. I'm not going to lie. And so many people were asking about, like, what was it like not having, you know, Kristen and Stassi and Jax and Brittany and all these people around? Like, what was that like? I got a lot of questions about that. And, you know, initially it was, it was difficult. It was weird because they have been there from the beginning. It took some getting used to. It felt like just something was missing for a long time. But, you know, they weren't missing from my life. They're still there. They're still part of my life. And a lot of people are asking, like, I don't see you hanging out with Stassi. Or I don't see you hanging out with Kristen. Or like, I still see them all the time. I'm, I'm not as active on social media as a lot of people are. I don't share a lot of the things that I'm doing as most people are. I still see them all the time. I just don't share a lot of what I'm doing all the time. Sorry, maybe I should. But yeah, I still do. 
someone asked, what was my favorite group trip from the show? Oh gosh, there's so many, like we've had so many amazing trips. I mean, season two, when we went to Cabo, that was our first time going like, I mean, we went to Vegas the first time and that was cool. But like, this is the first time going on like a real like trip. You know, we went to Cabo. It was really cool. (laughs) We had a lot of fun. I mean, there was a lot of drama, but we had so much fun. I don't know. That stands out to me big time. I had a lot of fun on that trip. Also, when we went to Puerto Vallarta, that was a lot of fun. I had so much fun on that trip. Oh, what is the hardest thing looking back on VPR? I get really like nostalgic looking back. I like miss it. I miss the memories. I just feel like time has flown by. Like I just get sad. I get a little like melancholy. (laughs) Though, well, like when I look back, I'm just like, oh my God, like it just flew by. Like now looking back on, like again, on all the group trips we went on and just so, so many of the memories, it just, I get a little like emotional thinking of everything that we've been through and all the times that we've had and memories and all the tears and the laughter and the fun that we've had like that. It's not hard looking back, but it's just like, man, it's been like so long and just so much. And we've all been through so much that like, I just can't believe it. It's just, it's a lot to take in when you're in it. You don't think about it. And I've had a lot of time over the last, you know, year and a half, just to think back on everything and just everything that's happened in the last year, just to reflect on everything. And it's just like, yeah, it's hard to just kind of make peace with a lot of things and, and know that a lot of the chapters are over with a lot of it and, you know, just have to move on from some of it, but you know, yeah. All right. My last question is what is the most effective relationship skills to be happy in a marriage? The most important one is communication, which, you know, is definitely requires a lot of upkeep (laughs) and attention paid. You got to work at that one a lot. You got to work at listening a lot to one another, you know, paying attention to each other's needs. And also I think just allowing each other to still like grow. Like who is this person? What does this person need to be, you know, the best person that they can be? You know, we want to grow as a couple, but we also need to grow as individuals as well. You know, I think the death of a person is becoming (laughs) part of a unit. And I don't think either of us ever want to become that. And I don't think that should be with anyone. That's just my personal belief is that, you know, in order to be a strong couple, you need to be strong individuals. So, and also I think just it's important to date each other, concentrated effort to make plans with each other, to not just do the same old song and dance every single day, but to like find fun things to do, things you've never done before together, new restaurants to try, new places to go. It just keeps things alive and different. So, yeah. Well, anyways... That's all I have for y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, make sure y'all follow and leave a review. 
comment the whole the whole shebang and be kind to yourselves enjoy your weekend and yes i love y'all Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate and tune in next week for an all new episode. 